Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Y Theatre in Leicester. Please welcome a man who hates Leicester and everyone in it. It's Richard Herring! Thank you. Hello, King Steelers. You stole my king. Richard of York, there's a clue in the question. Ours, give him back. You can have the Duke of York. He's a... He's alive. That's much better, surely. It's much better. Welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Y Theatre podcast. Uh, I was hanging around uh, in Loughborough the other day. Uh, it's an amazing. I don't know if you've been. It's an amazing tourist attraction that shows you what it was like to live in the 1970s. Everything's everything's exactly the same as it would be if you went to the night. It's an incredible interactive experience. Do recommend it. Uh, they call it Rahala Yatapa for this, for this week only. Anyway, welcome. Lovely to be. Uh, lovely to be back in Leicester. Of course, we'll let that. We'll let it go. We'll let it go. Um, and uh, we're part of the Leicester Comedy Festival, which is fantastic. So thank you for having us. Uh, and uh, yeah, just what's been going on. Uh, I've been I've been acting in a film last week. I'm a movie star now, so I won't be doing this for much longer. Won't be doing this stuff much longer. Um, it was an improvised film I was in. I had to lick Russell Tovey's face and neck, so... <laughs> Quite good. He tasted nice. He had, a, he had some aftershave on, but it, wasn't, it didn't leave you going, yeah, it was quite nice. He tasted... Anyone, some, some people are quite jealous of me for licking Russell Tovey. It's very lickable. Um, apart from that, uh, my daughter came up with uh, a great way to get free paper. She was very excited about this. She came down from my office and said, Dad, I've come up with a way. She's uh, 28 years old. No, she's seven. She's, she's seven. Just turned seven. She came down and said, I found a way to get free paper. And she said, you know the copying machine you've got in the office? Just put a blank piece of paper in that. You can have an infinite paper. 28 years old. 20, she'd done the 28 years old there. That's the... 
Um, and uh, my son, it's going mainly with stuff about my kids. Uh, my son, um, it's, I, I was away for the week, and when I came back, he gave me a big hug, and he said, I'd love to see you back again. He's four. Uh, he said to me, I want to be just, I just want to be like you, is what he said. He just want to be. Nice, and that's what every father wants. Bring is he is exactly like me already. I'm very sorry. Uh, I should have realised that that would happen if I had. I hoped he would be like my wife, but he's turned out he's obsessed with wee and poo. Uh, he just wants to make people laugh, but misses, well, misjudges what's funny about 85% of the time. Is sis. Very sad. Uh, and uh, that might be about it. That might be it for, uh, yeah, that's, that's it for comedy. <laughs> That's, the, that's all the comedy I've got for you. So uh, we are... My guest this week, um, he's probably best known for playing Jaws in Santa Geddon. That, that's why we're here. Will you please welcome... That's why we're all here. Will you please welcome the amazing Jaws Norris, ladies and gentlemen. It's Jaws. Oh, there he is, Jaws Norris. Come in, Jaws Norris. Jaws. Jaws. I've got to surprise you. Yeah, you did. I thought you'd come, come in that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Round. It was a good idea to go around. Play a prank on you. <laughs> it's sort of a prank. It was a helpful prank. But yeah, yeah. You came did you look the over there? I looked over there. I knew, then... I knew you would. That's yeah. why I did it. It was great. Because you left me there yeah. and I saw there's a channel and I oh, thought, I know what I'm going to do. Don't explain the magic. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry guys. That's so I've got, a, I've got a bone to pick with you. Oh, do you? Yeah. I've got one to pick with you. Okay. We can do them in order. I'll do you first. Okay. I don't think... I don't think Jaws is. I, I don't think Jaws is the name, and I'm, I'm, don't, I'm not. People have just accepted that you're called Jaws, and that yeah. is not. Do you know what? This this happens surprisingly rarely. People really? get confused about it and say the wrong thing, but it's right. very rare that people sit me down and go, "What? What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean?" And it's I feel not... like it should happen more. Yeah. Well, um, explain yourself. Uh, it's short for Josiah. No, it isn't. <laughs> If you take the, the I-A-H jo- off, Joe, the, off Joe's. Josiah, and then you take the S off, <laughs> and then you put a Z back on, yeah. that's, short for, that's short for Josiah. Okay. That's sort of how I came about it, anyway. There was a, there was a recording. Not... The first instance of my name appearing anywhere that I can find was an old episode of, you know, the Adam Buxton and Joe Cornish podcast? Yeah. There's an episode of that where Joe Cornish says he has a friend called Jeremy who calls himself Jez. So he might call himself Joz, and Adam Buxton said, I hate that, I never want to call you Joz. <laughs> and for years, that was the only evidence I could find of my name existing anywhere. So I'm just trying to kind of give it a better, better not, airing than it's had so far. I'm not going to accept it. You're not impressed. I'm not accepting it. <laughs> I tried to spell it with two Zs yeah. for a bit, so you'll be happy to know that that stopped. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy with that. The more Zs, the worse it is. Yeah, that was, I think, around 2005. Okay. I thought I might try an extra Z. Uh, and for a while, it, there was a, oh, I don't know if I, there was a Y on the end for a bit when I was 12. Okay. I was called Jozzy for a bit when I was 12. And that was, hor- that was a horrible time. It was there used no to be good. a show called Jossie's Giants before your time. Did there? Yeah. What was that about? I think it was about a football team. There was Murphy's oh, mob. Oh, no. Everywhere you go, everything you see, people say, you know, it's a tragedy. Sang by was Gary. Was the theme tune? Or... It sang, that was the theme tune right, to Murphy's mob. Just... It was sang by Gary. Um... <laughs> you were just singing. Do you remember, remember Alfie de Saint Pet? Oh, yeah. Oh, how do you remember that? Yeah. Well, I remember. I remember they would talk about it on the telly. Okay, I'd be, wait, <laughs> yeah. I'd be waiting for something else, and okay. they'd say, "You can watch Alvida's Empire." Okay. and I'd go, "Nah." Gary Holt or something. The guy who died from Alvida's Empire sang the theme tune to Murphy's Mob. Why was he in it? Yeah. Oh okay. no, he wasn't. He wasn't in. He was in. He just sang the theme tune. Just sang it. Yeah. Everywhere you go, everything you see. What do they get? What do they get? No, it's a tragedy. Find another piece because you can't play here. <laughs> and then me and Phil Fry couldn't work out what the next line was because in those days there was no internet. Oh, yeah. Uh, what did it sound like? We decided it was spreading all your nits about. <laughs> uh, I did look it up, but I can't remember what it was now. Uh, it's Does that you know, to it's going to be all right if we stick together. Gonna have a fine, fine time if we stick together. No more mindless, empty days. It's long. Thank you. Yeah, it's the theme tune. <laughs> it's it's theme a really tune. long... Probably doesn't feel it when you watch the show because it'll have the, 
all the instrumentation. They weren't expecting people just to sing it yeah, in conversation. Yeah, yeah. Was it done a cappella in the show? No, there was a band. Right, there. Can't right, remember right. what Jossie's Giants uh, theme tune was. Is there a character called Jossie in it? Yeah. Oh, nobody told me about this. Jossie's Giants. They might have me up a bit. I felt yeah. very sort of burdened. But your with name's name. Joss, not Jossie. Yeah, exactly. Don't, yeah, so don't yeah, start yeah. trying to take Josh, <laughs> Jossie. Just could you call Josie? What's your bone you want to pick with me in return? Uh, well, I was um, the, earlier this week, so I'm doing a show in uh, in Leicester for the comedy festival this evening at six. And the, uh, earlier this week, Stuart Goldsmith, uh, he's also doing a show at six, or was. He's had to cancel it because he's got COVID, and he tweeted saying, um, "I'm still testing positive for COVID. I might have to pull my show." And somebody replied and said, "That's a real shame. I've got tickets to." They're probably in, this person. They said, I've got tickets to see Ruhalastapa mm. at two, and then I've got tickets to see you. If you cancel it, is there anything you'd recommend? And Stu very kindly said, you should go and see Jos Norris. And this person said, cool, I hope you get better, but if it's cancelled, I'll go and see that. And then you replied, <laughs> I would say needlessly. <laughs> you replied and said, Jos is actually my guest anyway, so don't, don't bother... <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry about it. You can, see his, you can see his mind anyway, so it doesn't... Don't you go. Missed, you missed an exchange where <laughs> the, the, the man who is in the audience now said it would only give me five minutes to get across Leicester to see your show. So, right. so you said, don't bother part. with it then. <laughs> I don't know why you get to see off. him anyway. And yeah. then, you yeah. know, you could do your show now. Yeah, yeah. These people aren't going to come and see <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Okay, well, sorry about that. No, that's okay. Go and see Joz's show. Everyone else probably can just about make it. Yeah. No, it's six o'clock, you should make it. Yeah, 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 it'll be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go and see him. Uh, okay, that's all I had for you. It was just the thing about... The, the reason I the wanted name. you on, it was just yeah. the name thing. I thought I can probably Get sing the Murphy's Get me to clarify why. Sing that. Yeah. Been, been all right, isn't it? Give me a net loss of one <laughs> sale, and then, then I'm out of it. We're done. Well, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Good. Really good. Um, there's a lot. Look, I've been. I, I, I first. I haven't seen it you live. I might come and see you at six o'clock. It's don't. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> it's I've, a terrible show. I've got to go and walk the dog. Yeah. Uh, so that's better. <laughs> it's a better use of your time. What kind of dog? Uh, it's a German Shepherd crossed with a husky. Yeah, that's a better use of your time. Yeah, that's a good dog. Needs a walk. That's two good dogs mixed. Yeah. She's Do good. they cancel each other out and it's terrible? No, it is. She's a good it's one. It's a good dog. Though her brothers and sisters were terrible. Right. So we, got the, we got the lucky one. They were just too big to... My, my mother-in-law and father-in-law took the brother. And he right. got so big they couldn't... He pulled my mother-in-law's arm out of off. the socket. Oh. <laughs> Not off. And my mother-in-law's Almost. quite tough and she just popped it back in again and carried on walking oh. the dog. My cousins had a German Shepherd and it, um, they had to put it down because it tried to eat their baby's head. <laughs> 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 it's a horrible story, though. I, I, I mean, it would be a horrible like story if... Story. No part of it is nice. It would be the worst story if it had... If it had, if it had eaten the baby's head, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you need to put it down, though. I, I think, think you need to get it out. It can't be part of that family, but I think there's other families <laughs> where it would... Or not fa- there's other. There's other jobs it could do. Yeah. Put it in the, put it in the army. <laughs> Put in the army, it in if, the army. if the enemy's made up of babies. Yeah. <laughs> this is an army of babies. Send it coming. into battle against an army of babies. It's going to do great. I don't think it needed to die. Are they in? They live nearby. They're not in. <laughs> Good. I think it's sensible to kill the dog. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> I, the, I think the first time I became aware of you was you do lots of things online. My, and I think maybe the first one I saw... Oh, certainly, there was a, I've retweeted you a few times. Yeah, thanks. There was a, there was a great one about... I and mean, this isn't entirely representative of your work, I have to say. <laughs> but there was a great one about the 30 days half September. Oh, yeah, that's that very was, unrepresentative. That was, it yeah. like, functions quite well as a sketch. <laughs> it's like clearly about something. It's a proper sketch. With a, yeah, that's a good point. But it's a good point. I've always thought that. It's a, it's a poor... It's a it's, terrible part. It's about basically the rhyme running out of steam yeah, quite quickly. Yeah, days have September, April, June and November. And then ev- from that point on, like, you could just stop. <laughs> at that point, everything after that is a mess. So I made a sketch that, yeah. was, that was that. Yeah, I got very busy in lockdown yeah. doing sketches. Did yeah. you do that? Well, I was doing a lot of online stuff. and we did, I did do You've got a few, podcast, right? I've got, I've got a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How's that going? It's going all right, yeah. It's going pretty well. I started doing ventriloquism, which I think... so. Have you? Yeah, I've got a ventriloquism show. Who's doing this voice now? Someone backstage. This is me. I'm Mike Yard. This is me. I don't know. Wow. Um, Can you do a bit now? uh, It won't be good for the listeners. I need something to make... 
I'm very, I can't treat you good. I'll do, it's, I can't treat you good doing it now. Hello. It's me. What? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't hear what I'm saying. You can't hear it. I've got That's my mouth. I've got my mouth. You make it noises. Yeah. That's good. I've got actually. a 130 year old ventriloquist dummy that my great granddad made. I mean, I was going to talk oh, to you. Burn about that. This. You have to burn that. <laughs> burn That's going to kill you. <laughs> You've got 100 year old ventriloquist yeah, dummy. Yeah, 130 years old is this in general. You've got to get rid of that. He's very, I can't do it. I love him so much. <sighs> he does threaten to kill me in my sleep. Does he? But they're all pretty creepy. My daughter made one, made me for, my, for Christmas. <laughs> My daughter's got tries to get in the show a bit. For Christmas, she'd been, we'd, we'd been to um, uh, Willows, which is a local tourist attraction, and there'd been a Santa's grotto, and she'd picked out this doll, which was just a head, but with you could do the hair hairdressing on it. Where's the uh, body? There was just it was just the head, so it's head and shoulders and the, and the hair that you could brush the hair and do the hair styling, right. and it wasn't very good. So she chopped off all the hair and painted the face white. <laughs> And wrapped it up and, and and pulled the head off the shoulders and gave me this head for oh, no, Christmas. <laughs> what did she want you to do with it? Well, I turned it into a puppet for the show because then she took it back and put some of her old pajamas on it, so it was wearing <laughs> pajamas. Yeah, this is horrible. And then now it's a it's a, a Greek oracle that can that can see the future in my show. Can it actually? Um, well, it's so far, it's done pretty badly. I, it's also features in... I play snooker against myself. Right. This, this shouldn't be about me, but let's... <laughs> I don't mind. Um, when the guest isn't very interesting, I just talk... <laughs> <laughs> just talk about stuff I've done. I play myself a snooker, obviously, and yeah. then through lockdown, I did big tournaments, so I played lots of people. Uh, but Sybil, this is the name of this doll, uh, has come into the snooker to predict what will happen in the snooker in the last four frames. Right. She gives who will win... And by how many points? Does she get it right? She's got all of them wrong. So far. <laughs> Which is kind of more impressive than yeah. getting one right. Yeah, that's like, quite sweet. It is. She should keep trying. Yeah. And then she'll get there. Yeah, so there we go. So that's my... That's my... Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking well, about lockdown. Remember. Coming up with something lockdown. Yeah, I found oh, it, it. you found it quite a, a fecund time creatively. I kind of, like, I sort of had to for a bit, just because I, I think I went a bit mad in that first one. I think I had the mindset of... I remember I called my agent when all the sort of work started disappearing and went, what do you reckon? And she said, give it a couple of weeks, I reckon. <laughs> I think we need a couple of weeks to let this kind of work itself out, but yeah. then keep doing what you're doing. So I thought, okay, I'll make myself busy. And then just churned out a lot of rubbish, a lot of absolute rubbish. But it kept me, you know... Well, I, I did lockdown in a very weird house because I'd ended up in a... I had to move out of a flat that I was in with some friends. So then me and one friend ended up in the house that belonged to a, a sort of weird alcoholic that lived in the attic and mostly didn't come down. But So he owned this house and mostly... We didn't really know he was there for a lot of the time. But every now and again, he would kind of come down and do a Zoom call in the living room. Right. And then disappear again. So I just—I had to do something. <laughs> I had to be busy. Is that where the cuckoo clock is in that sketch, or is that—is that? Yeah, that, that was. Sketch? Yeah, that was my granddad's. My granddad made that cuckoo oh, clock. Oh right. I've now had to send it back to my dad's because I moved. I moved out of that house in the end because it got too much, and I sort of exploded at him one day, and I stole his Hoover and a lot of his stuff, <laughs> and then got in an Uber and then ran away. Okay. And then realised I'd left an important ramekin and had to go back for this ramekin. After I told him everything I'd think about it, I got very... It was, it was a year... It's a messy story, actually. Trying to yeah. work out, actually, the, the reasons for why anything happened. But I got, I got very cross and then shouted, you're horrible, and you're horrible to everyone who lives here. And I'm sick of it. And I'm taking back Hoover because I need one in my new place. <laughs> Put all my plants in an Uber and then drove off and then had to sneak back in. Yeah. And then he hid in the attic again, so it was fine. Okay, it sounds, you know, this could be a sitcom in this... No, it was too no. sad. <laughs> it was very sad. It was very sad. Oh, that was it. There was a, they were, there was a secret couple. There were two other housemates, and we didn't know they were a couple. But okay. then he lent me a camera to film all this lockdown content on. That yeah. Had, um, uh, he'd, he'd forgotten that he'd left nudes on it. <laughs> so they, they were a couple. We found out they were a couple. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what they were doing. They were just nudes they were everyone in the house <laughs> while we were asleep. <laughs> This guy was coming. Yeah, we were all in there. How did you end up in this house? Uh, spare room. Just went so on spare was room. Was you end nice. up with mad people. Yeah. It was a nice house, though. It yeah. was worth it for a bit. Yeah. Had um, little jacuzzi taps in the bath. That's nice. But they were filthy, so if you turned it on, it just stank as shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it sort of felt luxurious. But <laughs> it stank as shit. 
So that was the trailer. If you wanted to do that, you had to then have a shout. <laughs> <laughs> so there were pros and cons to yeah. this whole thing. So, you know, lockdown was quite tough then. Yeah, so but, you, you know, better, better, than, better than it was for some people. I had a little garden. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a little garden. <laughs> <laughs> And so was, right. you, was that you were doing videos before lockdown, though? Yeah, yeah, I kind of did them every now and again, and then yeah. I just thought, I'll try and do more of this. I feel like I don't do much, you but seem, I guess I do a lot. You seem to do a lot, but I think that's your sim. I feel like I don't do much, and I realise I'd spend 90% of my time yeah. Yeah, working, yeah. really. You always compare yourself to people who have gone fully in yeah. and just kind of lost their minds to it. Yeah. Go, well, well, I'm not you, doing as much as that, yeah, but true. I am addicted and I must stop. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. Yeah, but, you know, also, you sort of think, I think for you and me, we probably think we're not doing anything because yeah. it's not on TV. It's just yeah. <laughs> me in an attic and you in the madhouse. Yeah. Oh, I am putting that out. That does count as... <laughs> that does, me talking to an old dummy does count as work somehow. What did you do with the dummy? What did I do with it? I just yeah. talked to it about the news. Just chat. Just have oh. a chat about the news. And it, it replies? Um, it makes uh, sexual innuendos about my mum, which I don't like. Oh. <laughs> Very upsetting. Does it keep doing it? Uh, yeah. Even though you ask it to stop? Yeah. <laughs> That's seven, rude. You need like, to set some boundaries with like this to, guy. I tried to stop him, but it's he's not unstoppable. Okay. Um, I've, got a, I've, got a dumb, I've got a puppet of my, the testicle. I lost a testicle last year. Oh, right. a, oh yeah, congratulations. A, thank you. I've got a, got a puppet of that. Well, to our comedians, it is, that is a, a cause for congratulations. Isn't it? Oh, well done. You've got a, you've got a potential yeah. Edinburgh show there. <laughs> that could win an award. Well done. I th- I thought I worried about that for a while. My testicle. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, I, just, I had a similar I worry, yeah. and um, I had to. Uh, it turned out it was one, one was just quite big. Yeah, that's that's normal. That happens. But yeah, I had to go and be assessed a lot to mm. find that out. Yeah. And it turned out a lot of the doctors were big comedy fans, which but, was nice. Do they? So you just have somebody. The embarrassing thing is they sort of they give you like a little. I don't know why I'm going into this. <laughs> But when I went, I don't know if you've had this, they give you a little um, tissue to cover yeah. your penis. Yes. But everything else is... <laughs> so you've got... Every, everything else... Full, and they, they have a gel, yeah. and they'll do whatever they want with it, but you have a little tissue, <laughs> so your penis is safe. <laughs> so you cover that, and then they kind of do their thing, and then they go, Tim Key's great. And I go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a big, big fan of Tim Key. <laughs> and they go, do you do the fringe? And I go, yeah, yeah. And they go... I've never heard of you. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm, um, thank you for the time. When, I had, when I'd had my operation, my anaesthetic, when I came round from the anaesthetic, there were loads of people gathered around me going, you're a comedian, we're here. It's like people had come to see me wake up. Did you say something funny? I didn't because I was a bit confused about what was going on. Anesthetic's great, though. But that's the first time. Have you ever had general anesthetic? Don't think I have. It's great. What does it do? Well, it's like dying. Right. So you oh, find out what it's like to die. It's lovely. Did you see yourself from no, above? No, no, you just die. You go and oh, you're, right. you're gone. Wow. You're, you're out of it. Is it like then, sleeping? No, it's not even like sleeping. It's peaceful. You're not there. There's no soul, because if there was a soul, why would it not appear then? Why is it, well, I'm going to wait till you're dead before I come out. He'll be like, oh, what's going on? He looks like he's dead. Oh, no, he's not. Better get back, Better get back in again. <laughs> uh, and then you just wait, you know, like, you're in, suddenly an hour has passed and you're in the future. It's lovely. Wow. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's just a nice way of skipping through time, yeah. I guess. Do you do if it at I, home? If I could do it, I would, I, would, I would do it all the time, but that's what killed Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? I think essentially, I think you said, I was saying this somewhere and someone said that's what Michael, Jack, Michael Jackson just... Self-medicated anaesthetic, <laughs> basically. <laughs> what do you it, get it for? How much? Do, what, what's the least you can get? It? You can get it in the dentist, right? Uh, general anaesthetic. I don't know if they'd put you completely under, but I guess they mm. might do if it's horrible. Yeah, has anyone had it for the dentist? No. Right. Someone saying okay. no there. That, is, that was a bold move from the person going no. So they don't. They're tried. saying they don't do it in the dentist. I keep asking. Especially, especially when someone else has said yes, which implies. You just said, no, they don't do it in the dentist. You may not have experienced it, but they have Someone else knows how to ask better. Yeah. <laughs> or is more, is more charming. Please. <laughs> really, what's Ed, up? Ed Patrick, the comedian's an anaesthetist as well. He's really? really about it, yeah, That's so. a whole job, anaesthetist. Yeah. It's oh, not yeah, just like, could... doctor, 
No, like a bit serious. of being a doctor. You have to do all the doctor stuff, and then you choose to be an anaesthetist. Wow, he's written a whole book about it. We're going to have him on I later. Should, yeah, I should read it. It's good. It's good fun. I, I mean, he's trying to be like, uh, oh, what's his face? Isn't he? Adam Kay. Adam Kay. Yeah, he's trying to do that. Yeah, yeah. Not going to work out, is it? It's not going to. It's been done. Can't have two. We've done that. Can't have two of them. <laughs> We've done doctors. I've done doctors. It's all. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, uh, good. Well, yes. Yeah, so, look, I was what there's uh, there's lots of great things. A lot of them are on your website if people want to uh, catch them up. Uh, I've, I've very much enjoyed. You've done a couple of sort of sh- longish sketches or shortish films. Oh with yeah, Ed, with Ed Axel. Yeah, they were fun. Yeah, I they're... love working with Ed Axel. It's sort of. How did you get together with him? Because he's quite an, an old man, and yeah, you're quite, you're a, quite a young boy. I think so. The thing with Ed is that I think he um, he's one of the funniest people in the world. If you don't know him, but I think he's he's one of those people who often doesn't quite know how to how to like action things because he's got great ideas, and he would sort of get in touch and go, "I've got this idea. Um, I want to do a thing where I'm possessed by the devil." And then I go, okay, what happens? And he goes, I don't know. I've got no plan. <laughs> but I want to be possessed by the devil in some way. So then I would go off and write a script and kind of put some stuff together and show it to him and go, roughly this? Is this what you want? And he'd go, yeah, that's it. And then we would film it and he would ignore everything that I had written and just do his own thing. But I would never quite know where we would go. So I would be kind of saying lines that I'd written and he would just come up with whatever else. And then we would film that and try and edit it together into a sort of a 12-minute thing. And then send it around places, and everyone wrote back and went, "Nothing happens in this <laughs> ten minutes. Can you do another version where something happens?" And we went, "Okay, we'll do the same thing again." We did about three of them, I think. Right. Each one increasingly pointless. That, well, I sort of like that about because the one I, the one I've watched, I watched a couple of them, but the one, I, the one I like best probably was the. Um, the one where you tried to steal a, uh, a vending, vending machine. machine. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, that was the one where they said something's got to happen. So we went, okay, we'll steal a vending we'll steal machine. machine. And they said, do you reckon you can do that for £1,000? That's our budget. <laughs> okay. Which is cheap. If, you'd, if, you'd, if you've ever tried to make a film about stealing an entire vending machine, it's not a lot. I mean, vending machines cost more vending than Vending machines pounds. cost, yeah, about £1,200, <laughs> we learned really quickly. So then there was a discussion about can we build a fake vending machine out of wood but then put the front of a real vending machine on so it looks like a real one. But then we worked out to do that, we'd need to buy a real vending machine and then enough wood to make a full-size fake vending machine. And none of it really added up. So eventually, and it's a shame actually, and I think it comes across in the final thing, that um, we, you never actually see us moving a vending machine. The joke was going to be that we wanted to kind of carry a vending machine up and down and bump into walls like a sort of Laurel and Hardy thing. And what we've ended up doing is we go towards a vending machine <laughs> and kind of touch the edges of it, and then there's a hard cut, and then it's in the back of our van covered by a sheet. <laughs> and it's not in there. We didn't move it. We were in a... I'm not allowed to say where we filmed it, because there was an office that went, we have a vending machine. We'll let you film here for free. 
and we said, thank you so much, that's really kind, we'll, we'll credit you, we'll put your name on the credits as a huge thank you. And they said, we don't want our name anywhere near us. <laughs> <laughs> we do not want to be credited. So that uh, interests me because in the vending machine... There were yeah. cheese and onion flavoured hula hoops. There were. Were they in the offices at... Because I sort of thought, oh, that's quite a funny thing to put in well, a you thought machine. we, like... I thought you thought, what would be the funniest crisp you could put in an adult... <laughs> hula hoops in an office. No, that was... Is that for children? <laughs> My kids eat hula hoops. It was a weird... And cheese and onion are the, the weirdest flavour. At the bottom of it had cheese and onion hula hoops and, like, a fruit twist Fanta. And then at the top it had um, lentil pop yeah. chips Lent- and, like, a little pot of olives. So it was kind of, you could choose how old you were based on, actually based on height, which yeah. I guess works. <laughs> Doesn't matter. As you grow, you go, oh, I'll eat what's directly in front of my face. And now I'm an adult. And that's how they did it. Well, I like the fact to make the machine lighter, you took out the lightest snack and yeah. then put, put it on it. top of the machine. Yeah, when you yeah to that's a that was my gag fa- that. that was my favourite Not joke. many people spotted that gag, but we were very proud of that. Good. It's just a lot of fun working with that. We did a live sketch show in Edinburgh. Um, in 2019, it was a sort of a double because we constantly tried to come up with ideas for sitcoms and films, and then we took them to meetings. And these producers gave us free coffee and told us to keep in touch. All this kind of thing, uh, and then none of them went anywhere. So we were like, "We'll put them all into a sketch show." And we did this sketch show, and every time it went well, wait, it was. I think Ed was furious every time it went well because he wanted it to be different every single time. So every time we did something that was funny, I'd be like, "Okay, let's try and do that again." And he'd go, no, we never repeat ourselves. <laughs> so then we'd do something brand new the next day, and it would be awful, absolutely awful. And then he'd go, okay, we'll try something again tomorrow. And I was always, I think I was always trying to cling on to, like, we've got to eventually have built something good. <laughs> and Ed was always like, I want to keep trying. I want to keep kind of exploring stuff. Which meant about, probably about 40% of the time, it was very funny. And then 60%, <laughs> I remember a woman came from some sort of, like, industry but I think she was a producer or something like that, and then left at the end and went, I'll come back next year maybe when you guys have some material. Ooh. And we said, um, th- it just got um, three stars in the Scotsman. <laughs> she went, three stars for that? And then stormed out. Ooh. And the three stars was very generous. Really, <laughs> if we're being honest. It said it was like waiting for Godot, but a bit funnier. Right. Which is pretty good, because I mean, Waiting for Godot is funny. It is very waiting funny. Waiting for Godot is really funny. I don't think it would have been funnier than Waiting for Godot. No, it wasn't. It was really... <laughs> that review was wildly off. It was mad. I think but it was it, but then a lot of your stuff doing is quite... I mean, that's, it's sort of weird and experimental in that, in that sense, isn't it? And that's, yeah, I try and sort of mess around a bit. Yeah. It's sort of... I don't know. I get a bit tired when something's too good or too reliably good. Or the, but I think I self-sabotage a bit like that. But I think that, but there's what we want because you review weird obviously, you review a cuckoo clock in one, then you review an egg, oh, yeah. and review yeah, an yeah. egg in another one, and then at the end of the egg one, you get angry with yeah, yourself for, it being, for that... it not being good enough to do as a sketch. Yeah, and then I went up into space and talked to God, and God told me to believe in myself <laughs> yeah. more. I think there's always, there's something, I always have an idea that would probably just function as an idea if I just did it, and then I go, no, but I've got to take it off the deep end and make it actually quite alienating and irritating for the viewer. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm trying to curb that more. I'm trying to get better at going, what good. if things were entertaining? I think it's good to curb it a bit, but I like yeah. it as well. I do yeah. like it, but I, I, I went through the same thing. I think I've said this quite recently, but I, I was doing a point when I did the, like the show Someone Likes Yogurt, which was deliberately long yeah. routines that were designed to irritate people, yeah, about yeah. four or five of them. If, one, if In one of them, it would have been okay, but a whole show... Uh, and they People were just like designed. It. They were funny, but they were designed to. And it's one of my most popular shows <laughs> in terms of DVD sales. But it was deliberately to antagonise people, really. And then, as I've got older, I've just thought, oh, but you know, people have. Yeah, you realise people, people are quite nice. People are nice, and they've got come out. They've got kids, and they've come out for one time every month. They're allowed to go out, and they yeah. come and see me, and I'm just being <laughs> horrible. You go. None of you get it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to? I have fun. People. But yeah, the funny stuff. Funny. So that idea of reviewing things and yeah, then getting scared of, of them, is, that's a great idea. You don't yeah. need to go, but I also do like how it goes off the deep end and becomes weird. Yeah, stopped after three, I think. I think that was like an early lockdown thing and I did right. a trilogy. Okay. And again, thinking of it like a trilogy, like anybody had paid any attention and knew what I was doing. But I thought, I think I'll bow out on the trilogy. Three's good. <laughs> Three's a good number of those things. Um, but you know, they're, 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 it's very good stuff. I mean, I mean, I didn't see this show, but I'm very... This, your show in 2019... Um, oh, that was fine. That was actually good. I worked hard on that yes. one. Jos Norris is dead. Long live Mr. Fruit Salad. Yeah. This sounds right up my street, I have yeah. to say. It, that started in Leicester, that show. Right. Because I, I... This was through a thing with Ed, actually. Through the, first, the first version of that vending machine thing was a stage show where we broke into an office in disguises with fake beards and sunglasses 
and uh, stole a vending machine. And then I came to Leicester. Oh, that was it. I wasn't doing the Leicester Comedy Festival that year, but I got the brochure through the door because I was still on their mailing list. And there was a picture of me on the brochure because they'd reused the last year's graphic design. So I thought it would be funny if I went to Leicester, but in disguise, like I wasn't really supposed to be there. So I turned up in a beard and some sunglasses and a hat and sat in the back of Alison Thea Scott's show eating fruit salads and blackjack. I was having a breakdown. I was having a really bad year. Like I was sad for a full year. And I'd kind of stopped performing for a bit because I needed to just sort out some stuff. But then thought it'd be funny if I just sit there and pretend I'm not there, then that could be great. So I sat at the back of this show, and then everyone knew it was me and said, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to, you're not coming to Leicester this year. And I went, shh, I'm in disguise. Really rude, actually. Really rude thing to do, to just walk into somebody else's show, or to go, I'm in character, be quiet. And then John Kearns was supposed to be hosting uh, 110%, the gig that he does with Pat Cahill. Uh, and Pat had accidentally forgotten that he was in Mallorca that day and couldn't do it. So he texted me and said, are you going to be in Leicester this weekend? I need you to co-host this thing. I said, I will be in Leicester, but I will be in disguise, and my name is Mr. Fruit Salad now. (laughs) You're not allowed to call me anything else. And he texted back and said, why can't anything ever be easy? (laughs) (laughs) So I I co-hosted this gig with him where I had a a beard and some sunglasses and a hat, and John was doing his thing with his monk's wig and his teeth and things. And there was a point halfway through where he screamed, look at us, we're not well. (laughs) (laughs) And there was something in that thing, like, I think there's a lot of fun to be had with disguise. And then it was that, that was playing with that character and pretending to be this sort of, tee-hee-hee, I'm not really here. I'm Joss Norris, but I'm not Joss Norris. I'm a man in a beard, and I'm this cartoon character I've invented. Suddenly was really fun, and I just really enjoyed it again. So that was sort of my way back into stuff. And that show was sort of just a lot of big clowny games but then gradually I tried to work at it to work out what they were all saying as a whole. Because I think that was the thing I'd never done before. I'd always just done shows that were a load of stupid things by themselves and I hadn't put more effort into working out what I was doing with them. And this one I kind of went, what if I tried harder and then tried to work out what it was? And it sounds like if I try harder, it's fine. Yeah. It's like a bit better than usual. You won an award. Comedians, comedian awards. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so yeah. all the comedians in Edinburgh that year get a vote on which is the best comedian. All the ones that could be bothered to go on to a specific yeah. website that curates this award voted for that one, which was, uh, it was nice of them. It wasn't really the, the plan that year. I think it was just sort of, I'll do this to try and remember how to do it. And then it ended up being a show that people really liked, which yeah. is great. I think mostly just people who already know that performing comedy is really stressful and horrible. So if you do a show that's kind of about that, then they all go, oh, yeah, I feel like that. Yeah. Audiences hated it. But comedians were really big fans. They liked it but it's lot. an interesting thing to... You know, I think it, you know, it's similar stuff in the, that I'm exploring and a lot of my stuff of that sort of... that At least aping a mental breakdown and, yeah. and leaving... A gap, even for yourself, is it a mental breakdown? Yeah, or is it, <laughs> yeah I might really figure it out until late. <laughs> so it's it's kind of interesting to do that through comedy, but I think also when letting yourself go that much, yeah. so being a character or having a ventriloquist d- dummy of your severed testicle, yeah, um, yeah you know, okay? you, yeah, <laughs> but you let yourself. But if you by letting yourself go and being in the moment, and you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's something about it's sort of pure out. comedy in, yeah. within it. What's what you really want to do comes yeah. out because you've just told yourself, I'm not really thinking about how this comes across necessarily. It just strikes me as quite funny, so yeah. I'll do it now. And I heard you saying, and I think maybe when you talk with Stuart Goldsmith about being quite uh, social, well, not socially awkward, but not like, well, oh, the same yeah. as it's not like in crowds. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I, always, yeah. I always found that very difficult. You know, it's a weird, again, dichotomy yeah. that you work, work in a job where lots of people yeah, come being see up you. here is fun. It'd be horrible terrible. to be down there. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be awful. Do you but still feel that? Fine. Do you still have that? Do you still have that? I still, the funny thing now is, like, I, um, since COVID, I sort of come back into it, and I kind of forget that um, I, I often look at audiences and I'm like, I have to remember why, what they want. <laughs> I look at audiences and go, what are, what are they, what is it? And then I remember, oh, I'm supposed to be saying something that's funny, and then I, I remember. But I think I still haven't been into many of those sort of group things much. Yeah. I think the main one, I went to see the Meatloaf musical, oh, yeah. and that's kind of it. That's the one sort of big group event I've done since COVID. Right. It's great. Have you seen it? I haven't, no. It's good. I, it's saw, really Back to, good. I saw the Back to the Future musical. Oh, any good? <laughs> I would say unnecessary. It was quite... Right. It was, I, I would say it was like a... Uh, if your school had put it on, it would be really right. impressive. <laughs> <laughs> if it was your teachers, you'd go, fuck, that was brilliant. Yeah. And that's sort of what it felt like. There's a similar vibe, I think, because I saw the tour show of the Meatloaf musical, and apparently 
I didn't see the West End version, but apparently the West End version like rewrote how they stage West End musicals because there's a bit where a b- motorbike explodes, right. and it, apparently in the West End show it sort of screams down the stage and then blows up into eight different pieces that fly out over the audience's heads on wires, and then a flock of bats flies over their heads, and then there's sort of jets of flame. And I went to see it on tour at the new Wimbledon Theatre, <laughs> and on the posters it said the show that rewrote how they stage West End Mute, so they very much trade on that. And then as we went in, a friend of mine who used to work in West End Theatre went, just so you know, they do change shows a bit for the tour show, so it might be a bit more low budget. And what they ended up doing, the bike was a, was a mobility scooter <laughs> that they'd kind of like pimped out to look a bit like a Harley. And that sort of very, that trundled down to the front of the stage with him singing back out on it. And then when it got to the front, there was an explosion noise and then the front end of the bike lifted slightly like that. <laughs> kind of lifted up into the air, and then he fell off. and went, ah! And that's the end of that one. It was great. It was one of the best things I've seen. Really good. Really, really good. Um, look, tell me about being on Judge Rinder. This is... Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That was... Um, so there's a, there's a comedian... Who was it that was supposed to be on? Bob Slayer, who was a comedian and was a promoter, uh, was going on Judge Rinder with... Um, Oh, it's somebody who does something to do with... Maybe... No, it's gone. I can't remember. He had to pull out because he's also a teacher. Okay. Uh, and their plan was... There were people involved in Judd Rinder who said, we want to do a funny one. We want to do a funny episode. So we need you to have some sort of legal beef with a comedian. Is there anyone you can do that with? And he went and concocted something with this other comedian. And then he thought, the parents that I work with at school are going to see me in it. And then I'm going to get in trouble. So he pulled out... So they went, we were really excited about having two comedians on. Is there anyone else that you can come up with something for? And he went, I'll sort something out. So we, I think enough time has passed now that I can probably just come out and say that we did make it up. Because I think for a long time, I had to kind of keep my head down and go, yeah, there there was a real legal issue that we had to resolve (laughs) on the show. But we went on there with a kind of fictionalised legal dispute that was about me trying to do a kids' magic act at Download Festival that went so badly that Bob had to crowd surf in a wheelie bin to pull the show back and broke his neck. And with the whole thing, we had to kind of provide enough pieces of evidence that they believed that it was true. We had to kind of convince the top producers that this was a real thing. (laughs) But you also sign a thing saying, I understand that this isn't a real court and I'm not allowed to take this issue to court ever. And then we just went out and had a lovely lovely time on ITV. (laughs) Stupid show. Absolutely mad. And the other people on it are so invested in it. We had to share the lift with... Because they put us in different hotels. We got there and I asked, what room are you in? We'll have a drink and kind of get ready for the thing. And then went to the room, he said, and ended up meeting a completely different man there. And then called and went, what what hotel are you? And they put us in two hotels on the opposite sides of the city because they assumed if we met, we'd fight. Because they're so used to everybody, like they're kept on opposite sides of the studio... And they came into me and went, Bob wants to come and say hello, is that okay? And I'd be like, yeah, I guess. Um, and then we ended up in a lift with a little old lady who was very upset and was talking about, I'm just going to go right in there, I can't even look at her, I'm just going to look at the judge and I'm just going to tell him the truth. And it was her friend had kidnapped her dog or something like that. And she went, what are you in here for? And I went, oh, I tried to do a kid's magic act at a download festival, <laughs> it didn't go very well. And just lying, just lying to all these people, it didn't feel great. No. So none of that had happened. Did Bob Slayer really break his neck? He did crowd surf in a wheelie bin and then pretended that he broke his neck so that he would get a write-up in the local paper about it. And then we provided that write-up in the local paper as evidence (laughs) for what we had done. And they said, have you got any evidence of the act that you do? What was the act that was so bad? So I then had to film a video of me doing a really bad children's magic act. Because I did use, I was a children's magician for four years. Okay. So I learned enough bad tricks through that that I did a sort of video and sent that in. And then they had to call my dad. And that, that he wasn't happy with it. I had to go, they're going to call you to check that this is legally verifiable. And he went, I'm not going to lie to somebody that's fact-checking for a TV show. And I said, it's not a real court, it's fine. So he just sort of, he managed to be vague enough to avoid <laughs> ever saying anything. He said, to my knowledge... They said, is it true that Joss didn't get paid for this, um, for this festival? Because that's what he's suing for. And my dad said, to my knowledge, Joss has never been paid for a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so he managed to kind of sidestep any actual lying. Yeah. A lot of fun, though. Do you ever yeah. watch it? Do you watch really? I haven't watched it, that one, really. It's, it's, it's terrible. He's very funny. Yeah, I've seen him This was the stuff. worst thing. Was I think we went on there thinking we're going to be so funny and run rings around it and make this show look stupid. He's good. Yeah. He, just, he could tell we were stupid. He just made us look really stupid. Is Judge Rinder 
I think this came up on another podcast. I might be wrong. Is he Benedict Cumberbatch's best friend? Yes. Yeah, best I think man. He was, yeah, I think he was his best man at his wedding. Or maybe the other way around. Well, I can't remember around. which. Well, they, the thing with Benedict Cumberbatch, he just swaps roles, uh, doesn't he? If they're doing a show. Oh, it's Does nearly, he? It was nearly a good game because he did Frankenstein. Frankenstein. And he played I Frankenstein. Frankenstein. And he was the monster and he played Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, so I was yeah, trying yeah. to do a joke about that was a long how he'd do that as, though, as, as a wedding as well. <laughs> but I realised it was too big a stretch. For a Leicester audience. If I was in London, that would have gone great. It was about 15 years ago, that, wasn't it? Was, it was, yeah. It was good, though. Thank Did you. you watch it? Uh, no. No, no, no. Who would you like to see as the monster in Frankenstein if you were going to see? Is it Johnny Lee Miller and Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, Johnny Lee Miller. Because and... would you be disappointed if you went, I want to see Cumberbatch as think... Dr. Frankenstein, I think. Really? I think if he was the monster, I'd be disappointed. I was thinking I'd like to see him as the monster because have you seen that video of him doing the mocappers, the dragon in The Hobbit? No. It's one of the funniest things, because <laughs> he's taking it so seriously. But it's a man in pyjamas, kind of crawling and really sort of using all of his body and crawling around a green screen studio with dots on his face and a camera hovering there, crawling around going, things like, I can smell you, stuff like that. <laughs> and you just think, this is sad, really. You reach a point where you're doing so well as an actor that the stuff you're being asked to do is actually re- embar- really embarrassing. <laughs> They're not cool. So I'd wanted to see him do the monster just to kind of see him do some of that acting. Yeah. Again. Some of okay. his proper writhing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A bit more silly. Okay. Um, and so, so tell us about your show that you're doing here in Leicester. Oh, yeah. In about three hours, too. That's, uh, that's at six o'clock. It's called Blink. It's sort of about blinking. Or it was going okay. to be about blinking and it didn't really work out. Okay. I, I mean, read... it's a lot to fill an hour about blinking. Yeah, I realised I've not really got anything to say about <laughs> it. It's one of the less interesting things that we do. Yeah. I read a book that said that every time you blink, it's because you've just had a new thought. Okay. Uh, I don't think that's backed up by any. You just blinked science. in the middle of that, and then did you, I? Had, you carried on. And I did with it the just same. then. I'm yeah. doing, I did you it just carried now. on with the same thought, so it wasn't a new thought. Yeah, doesn't yeah. bear up. Doesn't work. You just blinked. blinked. What did you I'm think? You just blinked again. I think. What um, was that one? You just did one. Did what was you that? know you just did that? that one. What was that one? <laughs> I'm going to change up a new thought. What was that one? You're having loads. I think it's. I think it's more to do with trying to keep your eyes moist, isn't it? Yeah, he said it's not that. He said it's in this book. He said I think it's got nothing to do with. What's going on with your eyes? Okay. It's all about what's going on in your head. Whoa! Whoa! That was a magic trick. Look at that. Are you going to edit happen? that out? No. They won't know what that was. Well, no, it was They'll just good. know something happened that made us make a loud noise. <laughs> that was like bat out like of hell. Yeah. How did you afford that? That was incredible. I just wanted to give so something back to these guys. The, the people like, of Leicester deserve Wasted that. on the podcast, guys. That's a real shame. Can you do it again? I don't think we can afford to do okay, it twice. Fair enough. <laughs> it, was a, it was a hell of an effect. Really good. Yeah, I wanted to do a show that, like, I quite, cause it, I quite liked that idea. I wanted to try and do a show that made everybody blink at the same time. Okay. Because I thought, if I can control what they're thinking, then that means, by the logic of this book, I can get them all to blink at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I set off to try and work on that. And then I sent in a request to the Arts Council for some money. And they went, yeah, we'll give you some money. There you go. And then on day one of working on it, I realised that's not possible. <laughs> It doesn't really exist. As a th- it's made up. It's a completely made up theory. So I had to go, okay, I now need to make a sh- show about something completely different with this money. Okay. So it's now about a magician who thinks he can control what the audience thinks ah. and make them all blink at the same time. And maybe he succeeds, maybe he doesn't. He doesn't, okay. I've just said it's not possible. <laughs> but that's the, uh, that's the show. It's made me feel very self-conscious about blinking. Yeah, when you think about it, it's suddenly... <laughs> I'm blinking a lot more than yeah. I was. That's because of all the thoughts yeah. you're having. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. That's because of the but speed I think, of the I thoughts. I think audiences are just going to be... So you sitting there thinking, I'm blinking a lot now, is that what you're doing? Yeah. And then they'll be distracted by that. And, yeah. and they won't be listening to what you're saying. They'll be thinking, <laughs> isn't it weird? Do we blink? Why are we blinking? Well, it's like I said, I self-sabotage a lot in my shows. <laughs> Do you think just if you, create a premise that undermines everything. Do you think if you get everyone in the world to blink, so say if everyone jumped up and down in China oh, at the yeah, same the time... Oh, yeah, the world would fly off. It would, well, it would make a tidal wave or something. Do you think yeah. if everyone blinked at the same time in the world, that, that it would the energy of, created from that would do something? It's got to do... Because so, it's probably the same as a butterfly's wings, isn't yeah. it? And they say a butterfly's wings... And if it was all make together... the world go round. No, what do they say? <laughs> They say a butterfly's wings. Well, they, they say, say love makes, makes the world go round and love is like a butterfly, so that's... And they say so, butterfly, each, so therefore, but if a, a butterfly, butterfly makes its the wings world here, Yeah. In Australia... Yeah. Someone dies? Yeah. <laughs> Every time that happens. But only in Australia as well. There's just a lot of death in Australia. There's a lot of... I've been reading about butterflies and moths with my daughter. Yeah, she's got a book about insects. Do you like insects. moths? Um, I didn't like them. 
But there's more moths. Have you than, grown to like moths? There's more. Well, I read this book. There's more moths than butterflies. I can't remember this. That doesn't mean you have to like. Them. There's a lot of. They don't, they don't all come out at night. Some of them come out in the day. That's butterflies. Moths. That's just no, butterflies. <laughs> moths have been going longer than butterflies. Butterflies are just moths. What do you mean they going evolved longer? moths. <laughs> moths were the first. They're first, and then butterflies are an offshoot of moths. That doesn't mean that moths are good. And you know the difference. Dinosaurs were around longer than us. Yeah, but they're not here. Oh, still I like here. Them, though. Um, and moths, uh, butterfly, what's the difference? They have different antennae things. That's how you tell the difference. I can't right. remember what the difference is now. I think the butterfly ones are quite straight, and the, the moth ones look quite like... I can't what they look like. Anyone know what moths' antennae look like? That differentiates them from butterflies? Well, if I was in London, honestly... <laughs> you people just... You'd find one fucking king in a car park, and you rest on that, and you don't have to learn anything else now. No, I'm not sold on them. No. I don't like them. I always think they're going to go in my mouth and flutter they, around. They won't do that. Yeah, but I think they will. Do you keep a light in your mouth? I don't. At all. My dad, I, I think I, my dad hates moths because he thinks they're going to go behind his glasses. <laughs> and he told me that so much that I think I had to come up with something they were going to do to me. And I don't have glasses. So I was like, well, they'll go in my mouth. Okay. There's a lot of types of butterflies, is what I'm saying, and moths, like 170,000 different species or something like that. Wow. No, might like be 50,000. Also, lots, they're, so. made, they're made of dust, moths. Whenever ah. you touch a moth, there's dust on your hands. Yeah. That's a thing I don't like about them. What about the way that they transform from a caterpillar into a butterfly? And when you look at the caterpillar, it's nothing like the butterfly. Does that not blow your mind? Did you know what? caterpillars don't turn into butterflies? I they dissolve know. into a goo, and the goo turns into a butterfly. But That's the butterfly has the same memories as the caterpillar. <laughs> So even in the... They've done tests. They've done tests. They've tested... They have! They've tested the butterfly's memory and it can remember stuff from its caterpillar form. Even though the caterpillar dissolved... In the chrysalis, it's a, it's a goo. But the goo is proof for the soul. Because... It is. It's proof for the soul. How do you test... A, that's bullshit. It's but B, true. how do you... It's true. How do you test a butterfly's memory? You do things you do to it, it to when, it's, when it's a caterpillar. You, you show it things when it's a caterpillar and then you show it again when it's a butterfly and it goes, goes oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember. It's like when there's a new Dalai Lama. You know, when they go and get a new Dalai Lama yeah. and they show it stuff that the, that the last Dalai Lama liked and the baby's like, yep, that one. They do that with the butterfly. Okay. I don't think that's true. It's true. I don't this like this true. I don't like... Because the thing is, you is say that... This is like Joe Rogan now. <laughs> people are going to... There'll be gullible people on the internet going, do you know that butter, capitalists read, dissolve and that. turn into yeah, butterflies? You do have, you have and then I'll be... Who will be in trouble? Me, I'll be in trouble. Yeah. People will be pulling their shows off ACAST. <laughs> they don't want to be on the same... Email from Neil Young. Going, <laughs> you got to take that down. <laughs> He'd be livid. Absolutely livid. I don't think. I that, think that's true. I don't think that is true. Because the goo thing. The goo thing is no, true. They not. don't like. It's they not. melt. They melt. They don't. And then the goo. <laughs> they do. They melt. Caterpillars melt, and then they and then they turn into a butterfly. What do you think? They what? Thank you. One. So that's two. That's what two is people. your quali- Well, that's not enough, is it? Someone told me. Someone told me to drink bleach, and I wouldn't get COVID. <laughs> You Googled okay. it. Well, yeah. why is it not in my big book of butterflies and moths? When was it, when was it published? <laughs> is it a new piece might of evidence? Yeah. <laughs> that they dissolve. They dissolve. They've got eyes and they've got all this stuff. Go, oh, no, let's dissolve all that. Yeah, the eyes, all, of it, all of it. It's all, it's all, it's like they turn into like a primordial so soup. So it's not even, but it's not even a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. No, a caterpillar, a caterpillar that d- melts. A caterpillar gets d- hit by acid and then a butterfly flies out. Yeah, It's not much. the same, not even the same thing. Yeah. They just remember the same thing. Yeah, they've got the same soul. <laughs> I think it's good. I think it's a good fact, that. And we know it's a fact now, because somebody <laughs> said... That lady said it there. Yeah. Well, I'd like to see Would your you, credentials. If you could... Um, if you didn't have to grow, but you just melted between life stages... Yeah. Would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> no. If it was, if you could choose like that, or that or the other, I'd prefer to grow without really? melting. What if it's painless? Well, it wouldn't be painless, would it? Because you'd be melted, <laughs> and it's just easier to grow. It's 
suppose it would definitely feel weird. Even yeah. if it was painless, that'd like be to, a weird feeling. I'd like to go into a cocoon and turn into something. If you could go into a chrysalis yeah. and turn into anything else, yeah. you can melt in there if you want, and you'd still have your memories, what would you turn into at the other side? I think I, would, um, I wouldn't mind, like, a, you know those wingsuits? Yeah. So I don't think I'd like wings, but I'd like a wingsuit <laughs> okay. that connects my... So a flap of skin that connects my wrist to my ankle. Okay. So that I can just jump off a building and fly what, to the ground. Why don't you just buy a wingsuit if you want to do that? If you want a wingsuit, why don't you just have a wingsuit that isn't always attached to you so you can put it on whenever you want? I think what a waste ex- I think of a wish. Expensive. I think wingsuits are expensive. <laughs> but like this, I can do it for free. Well, so if I'm I, hanging out with other people I, and they, I say, how much was your wingsuit? Why like, don't oh, you turn grand. into... I, go, I just had to melt. <laughs> why don't you get... A suit made of diamonds that you can then take the diamonds off and buy a, a whatever you want with including a wingsuit. That's expensive as well. Well, no, it, you would grow in the chrysalis for free. Oh, oh, and then become really yeah, rich. Well, rather than just saying, I want a wingsuit, so I'll have a wingsuit. Oh, Don't waste do, your wish. So I can do anything in this yeah. chrysalis? Yeah. No, I'm going to have my wingsuit. <laughs> <laughs> I really sold on my wingsuit. What would you have? I would, I mean, I'd try, I would like to metamorphose into oh, no. something, you know, more exciting. It's exciting. The difference between a caterpillar and a butterfly, whether they melt or not in between, yeah. is astonishing. Yeah. Those caterpillars big, don't actually. even look like... They don't even, they're not even the same colour. There was one that was all... They have lots of them with spikes and stuff on. My daughter's yeah. making me touch the picture and I pretend I got a spike by the caterpillar. What, she had one? She had a caterpillar? No, she had a picture of one. Oh, right. <laughs> she's, she's, she's a bit <laughs> stupid. Um... <laughs> And then that did turns in, that turns into yeah, did, yeah, that turns nice. into That's a good. beautiful like orange thing or something. You know, this yeah, doesn't it's make any impressive, sense. Actually. They're beautiful. So you'd probably then, turn into something we like, can't even imagine. Stick insects and stuff. Have you seen those fuckers? Oh, they're gross. There was ones that like leaves. Was it mantises as well? They're ones that like uh, that have all leaves. They just look like rotten leaves. Yeah, I don't really understand They've how they did that. That's incredible. I'd like to. I'd like to go into a Christmas and come out like a rotten leaf, <laughs> like a pile of rotten leaves. Really take a step backwards <laughs> in terms no, of what you can I would can look do. like a pile of rotten leaves, but it would be me. You'd still have and your memories. And then I could just go. Yeah, some my memories. If I stood up, it would be me. Right. But I just <laughs> when I went down, I'd be a pile of leaves, and I could be there. I could be right there, and they could go off. Who are you surprising <laughs> with this? I'd be able to eavesdrop on people, find out what they thought about me, wouldn't I? If I was there, if I, it was a pile of leaves there, would you, you would go, if... well, that's just a pile of leaves. That's normal. <laughs> we can ignore that. And then I would be listening, and you'd go, oh, you see the rich herring? This is what I really think of him. And then what go, if you oh. heard something you didn't want to hear? Well, that's... Just, that well, I could jump pile up of leaves and... starts to tremble <laughs> and cry. Go, Why is that pile of leaves? Yeah, it's something. It's a dangerous skill. Yeah, it's a big risk. A but risk. you'd learn some stuff. But also you could just, you know, go in the forest and have, yeah. a, have a sleep. Just buy some camouflage. Yeah. <laughs> Neither just... of us have chosen the best. <laughs> you could just, the best just get into a pile of leaves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't really need to devolve. <laughs> leaves exist. Yeah. It'd be nice if they were attached though, wouldn't it? Have you seen that octopus that um, holds shells and then... Pulls them in closer, so it looks like a big shell. No, that doesn't exist. That's what he's done. That, he's just gone, I can just <laughs> get shells. He's done the same thing. Uh, good. Look, we're nearly out of uh, time. We started a bit late, didn't we? So we'll have to do a bit longer. Um, uh, let's make sure we've got everything we need to get from you. What else is going on? Is there anything coming up that we should know about? Uh, I'm working on a radio show, which is coming out in the summer, I think, and a podcast. I thought I'd try and do a podcast. Oh, yes, apparently doing a podcast. Apparently they're quite good. Called Secrets. Yeah, it's called Can't Keep a Secret. Okay. It's about keeping secrets. Uh, people write in, tell us secrets, then we read them out, and okay. then that person regrets having said them. He goes, "Oh no, now everybody knows." It's all anonymous. We take anonymous okay. secrets. It's me and Alison Thea Scott talk about uh, things people have done. Mm-hmm. Have you got a secret? Uh, yeah, problem. I'm, I'm not many because you know, as a comedian, yeah, you tend yeah. to just tell, tell think, people. I everything. think all my secrets are probably quite boring. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I can't. I'll, I'll write into the show. Oh, great! Yeah, please. I'll write yeah, in, yeah, but yeah. not anonymously. Yeah, I'll just say. <laughs> P.S. This is from Richard. <laughs> and then we'll go. Big shout out. Thank you very much. Good. Let me so ask you. Two. Let me ask you an emergency question. Oh yeah, please. We oh, the, the, I think the butterfly one's quite the Christmas yeah. one's quite a good new one. So we'll see uh, how that goes. Um, let's see what. Let me just let me pick one in advance. Let's see where we go to. Um, what do you consider to be the most mediocre chocolate bar? Ooh. <laughs> mediocre. So it's got to be one I just don't really think about. Yeah. It can't Not, be one you I've don't got. love it, you don't hate it. 
Um, I'm. I love a Twix. Uh, that's Twix my is Twix. Sort of... Twix is my mediocre. Really? Yeah. What's mediocre about a Twix? It's rubbish. No, that's not mediocre. That's bad. No, I do. I, no, it's, it's. I did a routine about Twixes being they're never the. If you go, <laughs> they're never the, the. If you had a whole choice of everything in a, a sweet shop. Yeah, that's my, that's my top choice. No, you would Twix. never go for Twix. I often just. But go if there's a Twix on the table. And they said, that's all we've got. You go, I'll have a Twix. Yeah, no, I'd, 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 um, I'd get the Twix out of a set of heroes, yeah. I reckon. That's crazy. I think mediocre. That's crazy. That's <laughs> literally crazy. That's what, that's what I think. Well, I Maybe can't. a topic. Topic. I never think about topics. Yeah. So it's got a... Whoa, sorry. <laughs> Was that people who love topics or people who hate topics? You love topics. So they still do topics, didn't You're they? all in the same area of... <laughs> Audience, how does that happen? Who loves topics? Oh no, oh no, they're, they're spread around. Okay. More oh. than a marathon? That's, that's that doesn't exist. Snickers. Snickers. Call it by what it's, its real name though. I think um, I think I often think a double decker is more mediocre than you expect it to be. Yeah. You think it's going to be quite a big deal because it's got the nougat, and then you eat it and you realise you felt nothing. I think I think it's sliding to down towards being. Bad. Yeah, yeah. I think it's too close to bad. Twix is the perfect mediocre. And I will have... I'll hear no argument on that subject. <laughs> but I'm not going to ask the question again. Other people like them. Uh, I'll do one more last thing. Uh, just Sometimes it's fun when you get one. Sometimes it's not, isn't it? No, that's no good. too long. I'll take all... Uh, what would it take for you to fillet the actor Keith Allen? <laughs> I haven't asked that for a while. Um... I think we'd just have to get on. <laughs> I think if we'd... If you just asked for it out of the blue, yeah. I, would, I would say no. Okay. And I think then I would talk to people about it and okay. I would go, well, no, maybe I wouldn't. Because it would depend if... If, you, if, he was, if he was just a bad flirt yeah. and he just misjudged it, then maybe I wouldn't embarrass it. But if it felt like he was, you know, really trying to proposition me, I might have yeah. to go and have a word with someone. But if we just hit it off and we were having a great time and then he mentioned it... That would be... Yeah, that yeah. Would sort of <laughs> Well, interestingly, the, the, that question comes from the Edinburgh Fringe podcast about 2012. Matthew Crosby told me he was in, sitting in somewhere like the Groucho Club and right. Keith Allen just entered and said, who wants to sign my car? <laughs> <laughs> so I think he would, that, would, that wouldn't be right. enough for Yeah. yeah. Um, Did anybody do it? I don't think, or probably at some point. Yeah, the fact sure that we've had, I've had one guest on the podcast who definitely has oh. done it. Wow. Because Dawn French used to go out with him. So, uh, well, <laughs> I, think she, I think she has done it. Um... What would it take for you to jazz your own Norris? <laughs> what, do, what do you reckon that means? <laughs> they all know what it means. Every single person knows what it means. I think you have to get ribs removed you? <laughs> <laughs> to do that. Would you, like, would you be happy if your name became... <laughs> I think jazz is quite a good name Yeah, it for... needs more of a meaning. Moment, I think it's a it's verb a meaningless rather than a... word, so it might jazz... as well be applied to something. <laughs> Jossie yourself off. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think it works. But it can it be works. something. Yeah, I think it works. Joss yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to just let that live in people's imaginations. Okay, that's good. It's, well, it's sort of nice it to have to be something, whatever they want it to be. It'd be nice to have something named after you, after your yeah. death. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it a nice way to be remembered. And imagine if that became the most popular term for oral sex. Do you want to Jos? And become a pub quiz question one day. Do you want a Jos Norris? Who was it based on? <laughs> You'd live forever, man. That would be yeah. better if you're interested in... I'd be pretty happy. I mean, let's try and make that happen, I think. And people are thinking about me at, like, quite meaningful moments, <laughs> hopefully. Be, like, yeah. really intimate moments. Yeah. That's quite sweet. Yeah. I belong to the world. Good. <laughs> I don't think there's a better point to end the podcast no, on. No, so, no, ladies no, that, and gentlemen, go and see a show at six o'clock. Ladies and gentlemen, not you at home. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not just Nos Joris. Joss Norris. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Go and have a drink. We'll be back very soon. You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Jos Norris. Thank you to Scant Regard for playing this beautiful music, as always. I'm indebted to Chris Evans, not that one, for all of his hard work. I'm indebted to George Lingford, the incompetent Sandman who... I don't know why he's called that. He's fantastic who uh, came up to Leicester to record this for us. Fantastic. Thank you to everyone at the Y Theatre in Leicester and everyone at the Leicester Comedy Festival for helping us 
get this wonderful show underway. Uh, this is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. Go to richardherring.com slash gigs. You can see where future Hullastapa shows are coming up. Please come and see them. We've got some fantastic guests lined up, including Armando Yanucci, Rosie Holt, Omid Jalili, Dara O'Brien, and more to come. So please come and see us if you can. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.